0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last make every tap music to your ears. With the
1: Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and two percent cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No Tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Recording this actually pretty early morning on uh, July 9th, Thursday. I think I might be going out of town this weekend, maybe a little uh, maybe a little run to the coast to, uh, to clear the head. But I was like, you know, do I have to do a podcast? I don't technically have to, but there's some stuff going on that I wanted to touch on. So why don't we fire up the microphone? Luckily, the thing about be- doing a podcast... The, the labor behind it is uh, it's pretty flexible given that it's me and I can record it whenever I want so uh, we're gonna hit on some things there was uh, some stories going around on Tuesday and Wednesday I was trying you know it took like a vacation staycation week but when you do this job you're always following everything that's going on so you never totally disconnect so a lot of stories going on we got uh, the NFL owners want to pay the players a percentage of their finances in their their salaries this fall in an escrow account, and they're going back and forth. We'll dive into that. ton of different NFL stories this week, from Deshaun Jackson to Raheem Mostert, to some information about college football that we will dive into, and then, of course, the Middlecoff mailbag. Easiest way to get a hold of me, by a mile, at... John Middlecoff is my Instagram handle, DMs wide open, fire in, and, uh, and get on the show. Again, at John Middlecoff Instagram account, for those of you that know, you know, and uh, the, the DMs are always wide open, also Twitter handle, just tweet at me, Instagram me, whatever. Also greatly appreciate everyone who's gone to the 3 and Out podcast on Apple or iTunes and left a review. Also, you know, a lot of people, I've been saying it for weeks now, if you could subscribe to that podcast as well, would greatly appreciate it. So if you could subscribe to the separate 3 and Out podcast, also leave a review, helps with the show, helps with the advertising, helps keep this train on the track during these crazy, crazy times. Let's start with the NFL. And I've said the entire time when Corona hit, and I guess four or five months later, I don't even know, it all feels like one big corona time, that the NFL benefited from the timing of this because when it hit, the NBA was in full swing of their season. Baseball training, or I guess spring training, was in, uh, in full swing and kind of coming down the home stretch. They weren't that fa- far away from opening day. The NFL had just finished their combine, which is a very, very important moment in the NFL calendar, and they got that out of the way. So really, they just had free agency in the draft. And as we saw, they were able to do that remotely. And we're lucky as a society to be able to do a lot of things remotely. You know, if this happened in 1987, the the economic carnage would be tenfold. It's, it's an absolute game changer given our technology. And I would imagine many of you listening know that not every business, like certain businesses, you have to be have your foot and boots on the ground, right? But there are a large majority of industries now that can, you know, pivot as well as possible. And I've talked to many friends in the food business, in the clothing business, that have had sales, you know, increase. And a lot of that's because of their online presence. And that's basically what the NFL was. It was an online store uh, over the offseason. Free agency, the draft, and... Offseason OTAs all on Zoom. And you know what? It went pretty well. Basketball, meanwhile, is fighting for their life. Baseball is fighting for their life because their sports, you know, baseball hadn't even started. Well, now the clock is, the hourglass is getting much, much closer to empty because training camp is right around the corner. And you can tell NFL owners are getting a little nervous. Listen, I, I would have imagined, I would have guessed two months ago that the Corona talk would have been a lot different than it is now. And it's still up there, and the cases are rising now. Depending on how you want to look at it, a lot of younger people are getting it. I've known multiple people that have got it. And listen, I I, I know some people have had bad experiences. The people I know that have got it give me the responses. This is the coronavirus. These are people that tested positive that are, quote-unquote, quarantining from their job. But those are younger people as well. And if you've looked at the numbers, they impact younger people. Dramatically different than older people. That's why my mother who has had cancer in the past, luckily beat it, she's a tough woman, has been very, very, very safe. Me, on the other hand, you know, I've done everything humanly possible that I can given the restrictions that are handed to us and me and my community slash society out here in California. But the NFL, the training camps are obviously right around the corner and they've cut the preseason game, but the season is right around the corner. And that's when they print their cash. Because the 16 games, which will next year be 17 games, and the playoffs are the ultimate cash cow in America. Nobody watches uh, television anymore like they consume the NFL. It does enormous ratings. And it's live, so you know exactly when a lot of people are going to be there. Well, clearly the, the owners are starting to get nervous because they floated something. And the NFL's king of this. And I, I would say a lot of public businesses are. Float something, gauge the reaction, and then pivot from there. And they floated that if it would be possible to offset the potential losses this fall to float and put salaried money, so if you were going to make $10 million, to put $3.5 million of that, or 35% of all salaries, into an escrow account to be paid in following years as they cope with the losses from revenue. Because the way the NFL works... Just like the NBA works, unlike baseball, is they split basketball and football related income. So when something like this happens, everyone potentially, you know, gets nailed. It's not just the owners. And I, I know that's a popular kind of Twitter social media message, but the players and the and the uh, and the owners split money when it comes to football. It's how everyone gets paid. And clearly with no fans and just the unknown this fall, we got question marks. And I think one of the biggest question marks, and I heard Michael Lombardi say this, and I hadn't thought about this, is that when you are a vested veteran, you know, guys on their rookie, I think it's four years into the league, so you get four years service time. Once you get past week one of the NFL season, if you are active on game day week one, come whatever date that would be, September 12th this year, Obviously, some teams play on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I guess not Saturday, but Thursday, Sunday, and Monday night. So if you are active on that game and you are a vested veteran, your salary is then your base salary is guaranteed for the rest of the season. Well, I think one thing the NFL owners and just NFL front office are starting to think, well, we're pretty confident we can start this thing in these weird times, but what if we do have to delay it because in November... When it gets cold, especially in a lot of regions in the NFL where teams are, we have to delay this. Or worst case scenario, cancel this. Because right now if you're the NFL, or I'd say any business, you have to be putting constant contingency plans, you know, at least writing them down on paper and putting them with whether it's your employees, your partners, to just prepare for the worst. Nobody wants to do that. But I think at this point in time, it would be pretty ignorant to just think, you know what, we'll just plow through this thing. Because it might be out of your control. You're also dealing with the union. You never know what the players could take a step back. But here's what we do know. When they kick off week one, it's guaranteeing a lot of money for players throughout the NFL. It's why you see, come the big cutdowns, a lot of times older players that are making six, seven, eight million dollars on their base salary, get cut coming into training or out of training camp, usually for younger players, a fifth, sixth, undrafted free agent. One, it saves the team a lot of money. Two, if that player that they cut you know the, the defensive tackle or the starting corner for turns out to not be as good come early October, you can cut that rookie or fifth or sixth or seventh round player, put them on your practice squad, and not owe them any money for that season. Because his his money would not be guaranteed when the league p- kicks off. And I think it's pretty clear when the owners are putting this out there that they want to put 35% of players' salaries into an escrow account. And, and listen, I, I go back and forth because sports... I saw this quote from Sean Doolittle and it kind of bothered me. That like sports are a reward for society. Sean, th- th- listen then every business would be a reward for society. You're just a business. You're just an industry. They're just trying to play to make money to keep the thing alive. Stop overthinking this. Yeah, it has external benefits like society. You know, it brings communities together. It brings cities together. But as we've seen the last four months, if it doesn't play, like the sun still comes up. And listen, I like sports as much as the next guy. But when we're talking about the professional level, they're just a business. They, they really are. We get so emotional about them, but they're just a money-making mechanism. It's what we do in America. We, we, uh, we monetize everything, and we've definitely monetized pro sports to the highest level. And we love football in this country. But there are clearly some question marks, and it's going to be difficult to just, who knows? There's just a lot of unknown. Every day that goes by, there's just unknown. And you can tell the owners are getting a little squirrely. Now, I don't blame the players for going, hell no, we're not doing this. But clearly, the owners are going to put out some numbers that if we were to lose eight games, this is going to impact us the next two seasons. If we're not allowed to have any fans in the stands, this is going to impact us the next couple seasons. And one thing you keep seeing is that some teams are going to push to have a percentage of fans in there. Well, what if, here's where the NFL is going to be in a weird spot, what if, let's say, the Saints and the Chiefs, or I'm just using two, two random teams, are allowed to have 20% capacity But all the teams on the West Coast cannot. And if I'm playing the Chiefs, if I'm the Rams, and I got an away game, and you're allowed to have some fans there, but then when I have home games, I'm not allowed to have fans there, I'm putting up a stink with the league. To me, you have to be like one size fits all in the NFL, and I give them credit, they did that with the draft. I think you would have to implement that for the season. Now, you could push back and go, well, if it all goes into the same pool to help everyone make some revenue, it does make sense to let some people in. This is where I get back to. It's a complicated issue. But the one thing that's clear is that they're thinking about it. They're getting nervous about it just because there's just so much unknown. And now time is not on the NFL side anymore. The season is right around the corner. We are, what, two months or three months away from games being played. And once that game kicks off and those guaranteed salaries get kicked in, who knows? You know, all hell could eventually break loose. I want football to happen. I am a restart sports guy. I am not one of those shut it down guys. But you're, you're starting to see people are putting the possibility out there that things could get very weird. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash j-o-h-n. That's linkedin.com slash j-o-h-n to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive
0: at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply you put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive
1: Let's start with the San Francisco 49ers. Starting running back? I think it would be a loose term. The 49ers do this thing that happens sometimes in football called running back by committee. They play a hot hand. They have about four guys in, uh, in the barn that at any moment they could break out and run them around the track. And that's what Kyle Shanahan does. Does uh, I went to a game earlier in the season. Matt Breda. Busted out a 90-yard run Monday Night Football against the Browns on the first play of the game. And at the time, he was like the leading rusher on the team. He's now traded because he got in Kyle's doghouse. Couldn't hold on to the football. Tevin Coleman, who I went to a playoff game against the Minnesota Vikings, had over 100 yards, multiple touchdowns. Raheem Mozart had a huge NFC Championship game. Started in the the Super Bowl. He's a really good player. He averaged over 5.5 yards a carry. Three touchdowns, 770 yards. He wants a a new contract. Here's the problem. Raheem Mozart got a new contract last year. He was a lifetime journeyman. He's 28 years old. He was cut for six different teams. Six different teams. And he's a really good special teams player. And the 49ers gave him a contract extension, basically three years, $9 million in 2019. Now he wants another new contract. It's not the way the real world works. Especially when you're probably not even the 20, you know a top twenty player on the team, and in, in life, part of your value is not being replaceable. And when it comes to offense, he's just simply replaceable. It's not an opinion; that's a fact. Because that's what the Shanahan family does: they find running backs and they run the ball down your throat with guys you've never heard of, dudes that were cut on other teams, guys from practice squads. That happens. Jeff Wilson Jr., who the majority of the year was inactive, was inactive, got 27 carries in 2019 for the 49ers, had four touchdowns. 27 carries, four touchdowns. Think about the math on that. Like every nine carries, he scores a touchdown. So I I don't know what Raheem Mozart thinks is going to happen, but George Kittle, the best player in the 49ers, needs a new contract. You got to wait in line, my man. And you the 49ers, and just like any NFL team, is not into the in in the business of giving a contract every year to a running back. You just got a new contract last year. And you're not technically quote unquote the starting running back. You're a rotational back. So I don't know what him and his agent are doing. Deshaun Jackson posts a quote of Hitler on his Instagram. I don't want to talk about this this much. It's been talked about the last couple of days. I don't get that offended because I don't hold, I say it all the time, I don't expect these guys, I don't take them that seriously when they're posting stuff. Like, you don't understand the level of idiot you'd have to be to post a quote of Hitler and it turns out it's fake to make your argument? I can't even fathom how big of a moron you'd have to be to do that. And listen, the, the hypocrisy of the NFL, of just when we pick and choose, and that's the whole thing about everything with social media when it comes to, you know, being inclusive. Because that's all we ever hear, be inclusive. Well, we pick and choose because it's basically been crickets when it comes to, you know, talking shit about Jewish people. Now, Julian Edelman, uh, I know Mitchell Schwartz, it's just... I. I I just get back to Deshaun, I can't even fathom posting a, a clip of of Hitler. Like to try to make your point. Like that to me, I just can't get past that point. Now, I, I never, ever went to Deshaun Jackson to like, I wonder what Deshaun Jackson's thinking about this issue. So again, like it's completely offensive, but I, I just don't pay that much attention to it. And I think that's helped me out in this whole ordeal is like, I don't put all these guys on a pedestal. You know, Steven Jackson, like, led the George Floyd movement, and then he's basically doubling down, saying what Deshaun Jackson did was right. And he should post that quote. And some of the things he was saying was, like, jaw-dropping. It's like, Bro, what are you talking about? I saw Michael Wilbon's like, it discredits everything you did for George Floyd. What are you saying? I I don't get it, but, again, I, I don't hold these guys... Like I'm not expecting the moral superiority of a lot of these people, and it's just it's why I'm never disappointed because I don't hold them to that esteem. I'm not looking for these guys to be my guiding light. Deshaun, man, I don't even quoting Hitler. I, I can't even I can't even wrap my head around it. Besides, it's one of the dumbest things I've ever read in my entire life. The NFL and the NFLPA have moved toward a resolution on the way they're going to travel, which is a good thing. Uh, I do think the NFL and the NFLPA have really come a long way in their labor negotiations. You know, I felt like it used to be a lot more contentious. I'm not saying it's perfect, but it does feel like at least the guys are on the same page and they're working well together. So if they are going to battle through this coronavirus, that they have a pretty good opportunity just with their working relationship. Now, there may be things out of their control that who knows. But, you know, it, it does feel like they have good communications. And there's growing buzz. I, I think Brett McMurphy pulled a bunch of uh, ADs in college that think that the college football season is going to be delayed. And, again, I get back to corona. I, I'm not a scientist. It, clearly, even the scientists don't really know. Uh, I, I have no clue. If the season's going to get delayed, I, I am much less bullish on college football Being in a full swing, I was supposed to go to Oregon, Ohio State this fall. Uh, Ohio State was coming to Eugene. That clearly got canceled because that game is, one, either not going to happen and, two, definitely not going to have fans. But I I don't know, delaying it isn't the fall months, like when it gets cold, more susceptible to the coronavirus from everything I've read. So if you delay it, you're just going to start your season like November, I can't see a lot of the star players wanting to play if they push it back till January or February because some of those guys are going to have pro aspirations. The college football thing could get really, really complicated really, really fast. Okay, let's dive into the Middlecoff mailbag at John Middlecoff. Instagram, fire in the DMs. Also, subscribe to the pod, 3 and out, and leave a review. Greatly appreciate it. Matt, I grew up a Pats fan, and I see the Cam signing going one of three ways. Stidham isn't ready, And to help him, they brought in a former MVP to learn, knowing Cam has to prove himself as well as to get a contract. We all know Bill isn't giving him that type contract. Two, Cam is going to come in, prove himself, and turn everyone's head and take us on a playoff run. Then, maybe he proves it's not about the money, it's about winning and stays here for low money because he likes the culture of New England where it's definitely a team mentality. Three, they know Stidham is a flop so they can try Cam and he ends up being the mediocre Super Bowl choking guy who can't latch on to the bill way, and we end up being a five and eleven team, and thought they were gonna, we thought they were gonna be, and it really doesn't hurt us any more than it would. Which of those three seems likely? Uh, I'd be shocked if they go five and eleven, so I would say three is not likely. Uh, kind of feels like Stidham isn't ready to help, and they brought in a former MVP to learn. Knowing Cam has to prove himself as well as to get a contract, I, I think that's the most basic level. There are always just see how it goes, let it play out, and see how it goes. And that's what Belichick does. He doesn't make guarantees. They're not going to win the Super Bowl. They're not going to miss the playoffs. He doesn't know. He takes it day by day, game by game. If Cam's good enough, he'll play. And I think if Cam's healthy, he'll be better than Stidham. We all know that. Stidham can't hold Cam's jock. But, uh, you you just, it's simple value. And they got him for $500,000. Stidham and Brian Hoyer are their quarterbacks. So, you, you might as well just see what you got. My friends and I got into a heated debate during the 4th of July about Penn State versus Oklahoma. I said that since Penn State has been steadily rising and is a well-balanced team, they are better than Oklahoma. They strongly disagreed because Oklahoma has consistently made it to the playoffs year after year. They also said the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are both better than the Big 10. I am curious uh, how which way you would lean in this debate. Well, the the Big 10 is better than the Big 12 and the Pac-12. That's not debatable. The Big, Tw- the Big Ten last year was the second best conference in the country. So Penn State's conference is a lot better than Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma has been a better team than Penn State. Uh, if they played ten times, they'd probably split. I mean, Penn State has a lot of talent. But with Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, they just had way better quarterbacks. I know Trace McSorley got drafted by the Ravens, but I would say that Oklahoma is the... Now, if you're talking historically... I think Oklahoma would be the better program. If you're talking about just the last four or five years, I think Lincoln, Riley, Oklahoma have been better than James Franklin and Penn State. Now, here's what I'll say about Penn State. They play Michigan. They play Ohio State. They play Wisconsin. Like Their, their conference is re- Iowa. The conference is really hard. Uh, and they, you know, every year win in nine or ten games. Like, they are an impressive program. And maybe this is the year that they're better than Oklahoma. But I would say, in of recent memory, I would lean Oklahoma. But I would also say that the Big Ten is better than the Big 12. So it's it's what's hard about college football. Like in the NFL, you play everybody, you get a feel. In in college, it's like, well, if your conference is dramatically better or worse than another conference, it does skew your record a little bit. Is Cortland Sutton a top five wide receiver in the next two years? He had a huge breakout year last year and proved he is a true number one wide receiver. Well, he doesn't have any excuses now. He has a running mate in Jerry Judy. He has a first-round tight end in Noah Fant. He has multiple running backs in Philip Lindsey and Melvin Gordon. It's just on the quarterback. If the quarterback's good, he should be really good. Because their offense is pretty loaded. I mean, it's it's stacked. Now, their offensive line might not be any good in Denver, which it hasn't really lately, but I yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got a chance. Top five wide receiver probably be a little hard, but I think he can be a top ten wide receiver. He's clearly really talented. Question for the mailbag. How do you think COVID-19 played into the negotiations over the Mahomes contract? Is Mahomes' willingness to sign such a long contract a sign that franchise players are concerned about what might happen to salary cap in upcoming seasons? I really don't think it played much role at all. I think he's just Patrick Mahomes. He's the best player in the league. Uh, He was up for a contract extension, and they figured out a way to give him a 10-year deal. I mean, you sign a 10-year deal with that amount of money that you could potentially make, you get 140 guaranteed the moment you sign the contract I, I think it was just simple economics. Someone puts a contract of that level in front of you to re, it's really hard to turn down and it was pretty clear he couldn't turn it down. It's just too good of a deal and I, I, I think that so I yeah I, I would say Corona didn't play any any role in it. Could be wrong. Thanks for all the content, especially in these times. I don't have a question, but as a diehard Ravens fan, I wanted to set the record straight about Lamar's performance against the Titans. First of all, offensive line he had was one of the worst games of the season. Secondly, Mark Ingram got hurt in the first quarter, which led to Roman abandoning the run. Running backs only had 42 rushing yards that game. Lastly, if you go back and watch the game, there were seven inexcusable drops, including a surefire touchdown from Seth Roberts. If they catch all the balls, Lamar's completion percentage goes from 53 to 64. Oh, and he still had 500... 8 total yards even with that going on. If those were wide receivers would have caught the ball, that would have been one of the great playoff performances by a quarterback ever. I'd have to go back and look at the 508 yards. To me, when you're getting your ass kicked and you're just running around getting garbage yards. Like to me not all yards are equal. Now you're right. I mean, I do remember some drops. It's cold. That's part of playing in cold weather games. Guys are going to drop the ball. Now I don't blame Lamar Jackson for a drop, but you know, they just need more the, the, the eye test was simple. We watched the game. He wasn't good enough. He was better than the game against the Chargers the previous year, but you win the MVP, I'm expecting a Mahomes-like performance, and we just didn't get it. So it doesn't mean it won't come, but I, uh, you just got to be better. Just wanted to say I listen to all your pods, so I know these DMs are always open, baby. I had a quick question for you. I've been running a podcast for a while, and honestly look up to you and Colin. You guys are funny as well as knowledgeable about sports and have great free-thinking takes. I was wondering if you'd want to come on Bold Perceptions, literally just 30 or 40 minutes, time on a Zoom call to record, chasing a dream, maybe talk a little sports, nothing controversial. You sound very similar to myself, and I think we would have similar attitudes about life. I can shoot you an email. Yeah, shoot me. This is a passion of mine, and I'd love to get some advice. One thing when people ask me, and listen... I'm not opposed to coming on other people's podcasts, but 30 or 40 minutes is a long time. not trying to be an asshole. You know, like if I just did an interview on Mad Dog with Adam Schein, it was like 15 minutes. Like 30 minutes. Listen, I'm not acting like I'm Warren Buffett. I'm not Colin Coward. I don't have, but 30 minutes is a large portion of my day, right? If I'm working 10-hour days, that 30-minute clip's a little I mean, we can get that to like 10 or 15, you know? just, Just throwing it out there. I think sometimes, and I know I do it too, if I'm asking Kyle Shanahan or Steve Young or someone to come on my podcast, like, you know, how long do you got? 30 minutes is a long time. <laughs> just just word of advice for aspiring podcasters or producers out there in the business. You just, it's a lot to ask of somebody. Again, I'm not acting like my time is that valuable, but time to me is pretty valuable. So 30 minutes, I could probably do 15. Shoot me a DM. eBay Motors is here for the ride. You know what I remember about my first car? Is that the moment I got it, ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
0: you put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has tires that will elevate your drive
1: Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative, bold flavor, full pouches. Sometimes it's a struggle between buying what you want over buying what you need. two percent cash rewards the wells fargo active cash credit card that's real life ready terms apply learn more at wellsfargo.com active cash why do you think doug peterson never seems to get any respect from the national media he never seems to be listed among the top coaches but between the super bowl run with the backup quarterback and last year's division title i don't know of many better coaching jobs over the last five years my theory is that he's not nearly as cool as Shanahan or McVeigh and isn't established as Reader Belichick. Huge fan of the show. Thanks. I was talking to Guy Haberman, my my co-host of my other podcast, Haberman Middlecoff. You subscribe to that podcast as well. And it because Coward did his top 10 coaches that he'd want to start a franchise with. And I think Doug was three, but Kyle was one. Doug. And listen, I've known Doug for like a decade, and Doug's just one of the more normal, easygoing guys. The irony is like so's Kyle Shanahan, so's Andy Reid. They're just more famous, which is crazy. Doug won a Super Bowl with the Eagles who had never won a Super Bowl. And we don't talk about him consistently like a top five coach. Here's what I know about Doug Peterson. He's a big time coach. He's made the three straight playoffs. He's had injuries all over the place. And he keeps winning. He is a great play caller. His feel for a game is... That to me is where he doesn't get enough respect. If Andy, Sean Payton, and Kyle Shanahan are the three best play callers, like we act like Sean McVay, Doug Peterson's a better play caller than Sean McVay. I feel very confident about that, and that's saying something because Sean's pretty good. Doug Peterson's better, and I—I I don't know—is it he's got gray hair? He's just he does—he's not a big self-promoter. I, I don't—I don't get it. I'm a big Doug Peterson fan. He's a great guy. He's an excellent coach. He's a Super Bowl champion when his MVP quarterback tore his ACL? Like, part of the reason we talk about Bill Parcells is like, you know, second Super Bowl, he won with the backup quarterback. You get a lot of credit for that. You know, Belichick still gets credit for winning 11 games with Matt Castle. They didn't even make the playoffs. This guy won the Super Bowl with his backup quarterback. Called the Philly Special against Belichick on the goal line. I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I don't get it. Sometimes you just, there's always a guy, in a player in a league, a coach in a league, that for whatever reason flies under the radar, right? There are just certain coaches that immediately get a lot of pub, and I think McVay and Kyle are that way. Maybe it's because they're younger. Maybe, like you said, the quote-unquote cool factor. This guy wins in Philly. He ain't winning in Jacksonville or, you know, Seattle. It's Philadelphia. They threw snowballs at Santa Claus. and I mean, I'm kidding. I, I don't even care about that, but it's just an intense place. They take their, their Eagles very, very seriously. It's like winning at Alabama or LSU. It's the number one team in town. It's a big freaking deal. And all that the dude does is win. And he does it pretty seamlessly. And he handles the press. He scores touchdowns with practice squad guys. I, I don't get it. I don't necessarily have an answer. I, I think it's part of... the a dude played in the league for like 15 years as a backup quarterback. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just the the... The amount of young offensive coaches in the Uh, league—it feels like Matt Lafleur. One year NFC Championship. We talk about Lafleur more more than Doug Peterson. I think he kind of likes it like that. Um, At the end of the day, whether someone's talking about your coach or not talking about your coach, if he's winning, who cares? I mean, that's the way I would describe it. It's like you got Doug Peterson; he's one of the best coaches in the league, and and you win. Uh, A little shorter podcast, but you know, still holiday. You know, holiday feels like it's still holding on to the 4th of july holiday uh, but you know prime summer weekend prime summer weekend in july appreciate everyone listening have a great weekend subscribe to the pod and uh stay safe godspeed see you.